0: on my computer here. okay inviting and yeah, we're gonna play some music the email sent Yeah, I got you. You got me? Yep. Can't even send you an email. It's beautiful. Do I sound far away? Do I sound good this time? A little bit far away, but not bad. How about now? Good. I would love to send you an email, but Gmail's decided to be really stupid. all right
1: do i do i sound far away now
0: you sound fine You sound fine yep you sound good all right okay after the song we're gonna start okay Okay, oh, there we go, uh, your fans on, hey everybody, we are back live with our second episode of the Rust Belt Political Podcast, I am Jordan the Conservative, and I'm joined here with Ed, the, the humane person on the show, so the liberal, there we go, that's what I was looking for, I, I wear that label with pride, my friend. Good for you. Good for you. Ed, how you been?
1: Well, other than being cooped up, cooped up in my house uh, since uh, <laughs> the last month, um, you know, I'm doing all right, man. You know, the family's good. Everybody's healthy. Uh, still uh, still working. So we're, we're good. I'm, you know, I, things could be worse. So uh, I take my blessings where I can.
0: Well, good. Good. Uh, everything's fine here, too. Thank you for asking. I was getting there. I was. I was uh-huh. I promise I was getting there. Uh, I, I I bet you were. I was. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, tonight is episode two. We're going to talk about everything and all things immigration. I'm really excited to talk about this one. Uh, we're going to try to not go on huge rants, and we're going to try not to do another three-hour episode. But just <laughs> like our last episode before, if you're listening to us live here on Podbean, we have advertised on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, and also on our YouTube page as, as well. If you're listening to us live, if you want to call into the show and give us your opinion, your opinion is greatly appreciated, so we'd love to hear from you guys. We hope we get a few call-ins that we did the last time. That was shocking. I listened to that episode three times, by the way, um, after we posted that because I thought it was so cool that somebody called in. Well, you were the uh, number one listener for the, uh, for the episode. That I, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wow, you're so mean. No, 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 no. No. So, Ed, everybody knows, but that's why I introduced us as Jordan the conservative. I was a Democrat. If you're new to the show, and I switched over to the conservative values. And, Ed, you are conservative, and you've switched over to the Democrat side.
1: I've come back from the dark side. I've seen the light, and I'm hoping that uh, I can do that to you as well, Kylo.
0: Kylo. So you're calling me Kylo. Like a whiny little bitch. I love it. That's good. No,
1: I'm just saying that I hope I can bring you back to the light
0: and you can see you can see the error of your ways, my friend. Well, guess what? Before we begin, Kylo gets the kiss at the end. Boom.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> yes, how about the battle?
0: Still, still dies with a kiss. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, Ed, I'm going to leave this on to you here right after the bat because I'm, I'm curious. Uh, what do you want to start off with? Do you want to start with – um, just immigration to the country. Do you want to start with illegal immigration? The history of immigration. Where do you want to begin tonight?
1: Well, I mean, I can. I'll start with a little story.
0: Okay. 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 I,
1: if it if it were not for illegal immigration, I would not be here. So, just a little bit about my family history in the early 1900s. My uh, my grandfather. Uh, great-grandfather, excuse me uh, he his family had a little little vineyard in uh, Castrodevoski in in Italy right a little town in the province of Frozenone right and he was the first of his uh, he was the firstborn of his his family and his mother died uh, I'm not 100 sh- percent sure if it was in childbirth or shortly thereafter but it was within a very short period of time and when he was still young his father remarried and she had an, an, and his second wife, uh, had a, another kid and somehow, some way, at some point in the, my great grandfather's early years before he was, you know, what would be legally considered an adult today, uh, but don't know exactly. So I can't give you the exact date. Um, he, his stepmother threw acid in his face, tried to murder him and he ran away with what, what he had in his pocket Ended up on a boat and uh, came here without papers. So my grand great grandfather, if he had come over today, would have put been put in a fucking cage. So there's that, and you know, so if and he came, he originally came to the uh, Toledo, Ohio area, then shortly thereafter uh, to Western Pennsylvania, about an hour and a half north of Pittsburgh. Where he worked at where he worked at the blast furnace uh, until until he died. Um, I was not old enough to meet him, but my grandmother uh, made sure that I knew the entirety of my family history. Um, so, if it again, he came here without papers. We all know exactly what he was called. We know what he had gone through, and I empathize with those trying to make better lives for themselves today. Those who run away from very harrowing scenarios like like he did. Um, And and his wife was one of the Italian indentured servants. My great grandmother, she was she was an indentured servant. Um, By no means is it in comparison to what a lot of African-American, most African-American people can can trace uh, today can trace their lineage to, to having had them gone through. Um, but you know, she would, so I have the full breadth of the knowledge of the Italian immigra- uh, immigration into the United States, uh, at the turn of the century. So again, I would not be here if it weren't for them coming over here. Uh, one being forced to do so the other, uh, having done so without papers who he would have been locked in a cage under this president's rules. Had we been so cruel back at the turn of the century. So that's I'm trying to give you that backstory. So, flash forward to today, my policies, my thought processes, are based in the fact that it w- I would not be here if it weren't for that.
0: You know, I always find it um, I always find it interesting when I meet uh, people from other countries, uh, especially in my local areas. My first question is always, why. <laughs> meaning, meaning, meaning that you know, meaning that your that your great grandfather came over from Italy and stuff, and he's like, "Hey, I get an idea. I'm gonna go to Toledo." It's like, no, like you know, like if I'm an immigrant, like you know, like I live like right. somewhere, I'm like, I'm gonna go to New York, uh, L.A., well, you know. Like, well,
1: in 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 his defense, the reason he he came through, I mean, he obviously he came through Ellis Island. He was in New York first. He was there for a very short period of time. But he knew of somebody from his village, like from from uh, Castro Davoski, who uh, who had gone there and was in Toledo, gotcha. and so he knew he didn't know English, he didn't know anybody in this country. All oh, he why. knew, yeah, that's that's why he went to Toledo, is because he knew of of somebody who went there. Now think about that in today's terms, like right. from New York City to Toledo by today's standards is about yeah. a ten. To twelve-hour drive by today's standards, so this is having to obviously hitch a ride somehow, some way from from New York City, Ellis Island to Toledo, Ohio. Right? How he got there, I don't exactly know, okay. um, but I just I just know the story of of him having got there.
0: Ed, since you are Italian descent, can you please tell me what you're only allowed to have on pizza? Because that's what I eat still to this day. Because you told me years ago. <laughs> Well,
1: my, my tastes have changed. My oh, tastes have changed. Do the damn joke.
0: <laughs> what did uh, you, you, t- you tell me years ago? You were like, I was going to order a pizza, and I was like, oh, let's do this or whatever. And you're like, no, you're only allowed to have these toppings poppy to boopy like your thingy that you did. <sighs>
1: so i don't remember the joke and i was probably busting your chops but you probably wanted to order some barbecue chicken pizza i was like no you can't you got to get sausage peppers onions mushrooms and sausages, peppers mushrooms uh mushrooms onions uh or pepperoni and,
0: and green pepper
1: and green pepper i thought i could have said that. sausage yeah. peppers onions uh or pepperoni
0: there you go there yeah. you go okay yeah. so Okay, so thank you so much for telling us about your family history. Um, I don't know much about my family history, so I'm not going to go into that. I do know that I am uh, a mutt like most young Americans, uh, but sure. mostly I am as white as mayonnaise. Um, <laughs> um, you're, you're, what, you're what we Italian-Americans
1: would call a metagod.
0: Maybe may worse. A metagod. A metagod. I am, I am so white mayonnaise would go, God damn, you're white. Uh, But I'm, (laughs) but I'm, but I'm German, Irish, and Dutch. Mm -hmm. So just, just, just straight right up that alley. So uh, immigration. Mm -hmm. So thank you for telling me about your family history. So what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about legal immigration right now in the current state of America? Do you want to talk about illegal immigration? Where do you want to kick this off at? So for me, you can't have legal
1: immigration without talking about illegal immigration because to get to legal, you need to talk about reforms, okay? okay? And you can't get to things because the legal system, the legal immigration system is so broken that that's why you have a lot of, of illegal immigration. It's, it's a major part. It's not the key. It's not mm-hmm. the thing. But, you know, having... You know, especially under the circumstances we're in right now, forget about the, the COVID, but having, having uh, certain specific things that we're supposed to be about, particularly uh, looking for asylum from persecution, when that's being able to be taken away, when you have green cards being uh, revoked, when you have student and work visas being extremely restricted from predominantly non-Caucasian countries. When you have those things happening, the system is obviously broken and has been broken for a long time. I don't specifically want to blame that on Trump. It's been broken since Newt Gingrich broke it. Ronald Reagan started to put it together. I'll give him the, the complete benefit of the doubt. And my entire thought process process on ways to make it better are date back to Reagan and, and in the nineteen eighties uh, when the laws that uh, Reagan signed into into law in like the, in the late eighties. But anyway. So, when immigration was at its highest, right, and he did what he did things the right way to a certain degree, not in full, but my 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 belief system on it is very much based in the aspirations of the good things of of uh, of what Reagan did in nineteen eighty six, um, the, the Simpson-Mazzoli Act or Simpson-Mazzoli Law or whatever the hell it was called
0: okay all right cool yeah. so okay so so you're saying that we cannot talk about legal immigration unless we talk about illegal immigration right well, we can so, I, if you want i mean we can oh, talk about the way it's broke on. if you'd oh, like okay you're good hold on just hold on okay so i'm gonna tell you where i stand okay sure. i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna i'm gonna draw the fucking line in the sand mm-hmm. okay um i am which you know me very very well and I know people that are listening right now live know me very well, that I am black or white. I'm going to make that very Mm -hmm. clear. I am black and white. It's good or bad. It's right. It's wrong. It's left. It's right. That's who I am. I've heard this my whole life. I'm not going to change. So stop trying to change me. Right. Mm -hmm. This is where I feel about immigration, legal and illegal together. Okay. I'll make this clear. And here we go. I, me, me, Do not care what country you come from. I do not care your sexuality. I do not care your religious beliefs. I do not care about your skin color. Quite Mm -hmm. frankly, since I'm whiter than mayonnaise, I'm kind of (laughs) jealous. Because I can't tan, I burn. I have freckles (laughs) to prove it that my wife giggles after. Anyway. (laughs) But I'm an American citizen in the United States of America. Mm -hmm. I have to pay state taxes. I have to pay sales tax. I have to pay an annual federal tax every year in April. I have to. I have to follow those rules and these guidelines that the government has put in place. If I do not follow those rules or guidelines, then that is breaking the law, and I will be punished for breaking said law, whatever law that could be. Not wearing your seatbelt to drinking and driving to whatever. So because I made that very clear, all I care about is if individual people from other countries who want to live here come over here, right, the legal way, and let me finish, and pay their fair share, I don't give a shit. Now, is the current legal immigration system fucked up? Yes. Do they need to completely change the current illegal system? Maybe. I think they do need to look at some other things and try to make it a little bit better. But that's where I stand in immigration. I just want people to come over here and be just like Joe Schmo American, drink their beer, and pay their taxes. That's mm-hmm. what I care about. That's my that's my thing.
1: Sure. And, and you know what? I, I can't say I disagree. I, I honestly can't. I mean, I think the ways in which... A lot of things that we do, particularly with, with with Mexico and a lot of other countries that we do some a lot of uh, trading with, um, a lot of, of a large part of why that those people come here illegally is because of some of those trade practices that have allowed American companies to go to those places and mm-hmm. pay these workers I- incredibly low amounts of money. So. Yes. I, I fundamentally, I agree with you. I mean, we are entitled to create our laws the way that we want the way that best fits our needs at any given time within the constitution. That's why it's there. I mean, we have three co-equal branches of government so that not one person can, not one can make a law and say, okay, this is the way it's going to be, whether you like it or not. But at the same time, you know, there are ways to go about it with honoring what we were founded on and why we were here in the first place.
0: Okay, perfect. So we so we fundamentally agree on mm-hmm. the skeleton version, the foundation of what we feel migration is. Then,
1: yeah, I, you and I fundamentally agree on. I, I don't care where you come from. I don't care any so any anything about uh, any of those things. There needs to be. You should come here legally 100% I mean you should be we should make it a slightly easier but that's neither here nor there fundamentally from the building of the building the basement the foundation you and I agree on the concept I think we're going to I think we're going to really disagree about how to get there sure but but I I, you and I the our end goal is the same we're like Professor X and Magneto
0: (laughs) oh perfect so I'm Magneto then you self-proclaimed yeah, that that's fine. I'd rather be Magneto. I mean, like didn't he bang, uh, Mystique? So let's 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 do that. Well, well that's that's irrelevant. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> I bang Mystique. You're in a wheelchair. I win.
1: Uh, <laughs> that, that is so off topic. It's so irrelevant. Jennifer
0: Lawrence, Indian. wheelchair. I win. Um, uh, okay. Well, you obviously go.
1: haven't seen original drawings of Mystique, but we'll, That's another. Co- that's a comic book show. Yes, it is. <laughs>
0: So okay, so okay, so okay, so now we have drawn the lines in the sand of where we feel, and we have the basic uh, foundations of it. Okay, so mm-hmm. now we're going to get a little crazy here. Okay, mm-hmm. so now um, AOC, which we all know that is, and I cannot pronounce her first name, but something Cortez. What, what, Asari what's her first name? Alexandria. Alexandria. Al- Alexandria. Okay. Say Alex. Alexandria. There you go. Ocasio Cortez. Ocasio Cortez. I like how it rolls off your tongue there. That's it's beautiful. I'm 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 pronouncing her name the way she wants it pronounced. Gotcha. Okay, so I can't do the roll off the tongue again, mayonnaise. Um, (laughs) But uh, she has said in multiple um, interviews that I have uh, studied to prepare for this uh, show tonight. uh, She has said many interviews that people seeking asylum um, are not breaking the law. Um, It doesn't matter if they are illegal or not. They're seeking asylum. They are asylees. Correct. She has she has said that. And if you are interested, who was listening to the show. All you got to do is go to YouTube and type in AOC Immigration, and she has a nice long conversation with the former head of ICE where she explains her opinions. Uh, But that former head of ICE says this, and I wanted to uh, tell you this. In the United States, in this country, violation 8, section code 1325, people seeking asylum that go through the port way legally is the only way you can get in. Period. Mm -hmm. So what he said in that thing was, if you are an American citizen and you are driving drunk and you have your kid in the car and the cop pulls you over, you have broken the law. You are now being taken away from your kid. You are now being separated. So what she doesn't understand, I don't think where you and I understand is that, yes, there are people that are coming over here legally. And yes, they are trying to seek asylum, but the people that are not, that are claiming that they're seeking asylum, they're breaking the law. So where's the line drawn on that? So here's the thing. Like we do have
1: an asylum process in this country. Okay. So essentially you say, you know, person A uh, is, comes here from whichever country um, and they establish a they establish a well-founded reason of persecution for several reasons race, religion, political affiliation, refusing to join a cartel whatever I mean there, there are several there are several re, there, any reason whatsoever your stepmother trying to murder you so that her child can take over the family vineyard right like that kind of thing so, and there is, there is a process. They research it. They check it out. And if you pose a – if you give them a, a credible piece of information, mm-hmm. they do their due diligence. I mean they're not just going to – they don't just willy-nilly like let you in. And at the same time, the, the driving drunk comment was so out of context. It's They're, they're two completely different things. Yes, if you drive drunk in this country, you break the law, you go to jail, you, you serve your time. But when you're trying to come into the United States, you may not have access to a legal port of entry. A or B, you may be so afraid that that you're running away from a cartel that had just murdered your family and burned down your village because they were looking for you that You don't want to go to that legal port of entry because they know that you're headed there or you assume that they they would know that you're headed there. So you get in in as far as you possibly can and then you get found out and then you say this is what happened and then they do their research.
0: Okay, question. That's the policy. That's the policy. Okay, question. Mm -hmm. You're going to hate this question and here we go. Here comes the first punch. Ready? Why is that my problem?
1: What do you? What is that supposed to mean? Why is that your problem? That's that's the entire context of the
0: conversation, Jordan. No, I'm exactly. no, I'm I'm, I'm serious. I'm mean, like, why is that my problem? Uh, meaning that, meaning that, why do I have to open up my arms to this person seeking asylum that has uh, an issued some other country? Uh, why is that my problem? Meaning that, because why is that America's problem? Because that's that, <clears throat> Do I have
1: to give you an entire history lesson of, of of the United States? Like that's who we are as a people then what i'm talking about now that's who we are as a people jordan we are a a hodgepodge of people we are the united states of america not because of our waspy traditions but because of our embrace of all cultures and all thought processes and learning each other's backgrounds and embracing it and hugging it not saying get out of here we don't Go back to your country. We don't need you around here. We, that's not who we are. It, no, is, your, it, it is your I, moral obligation as a citizen of the United States to give a fuck about humanitarian
0: efforts throughout the world. But here's the thing, though. I never once... Want- said, we don't take, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I know I'm, I'm, I'm giving a, I'm giving an an exaggeration, but, but but I'm just asking a simple question and you're getting a little heated. I'm just asking a simple question. Why, (coughs) why, why, why family a from whatever country that is seeking asylum because they are, they have hurt uh, people or killing their family. all this bad stuff that happens to them and in their country. Why is that America's problem? And I think that is a legitimate question. So let me pose this one to you then. Okay. If
1: your neighbor across the street, if uh-huh. somebody was in their house yeah. shooting yeah. and killing their, their family yeah. and a small child run across, runs across the street to your house and says, Mr. and Mrs. S, I don't want to give your last name. Mr. and Mrs. S, can you please what uh, help me? My uh, my entire family has just been murdered. Would you please call nine one one? Let me ask you the same question you asked me. Why is that your problem?
0: Well, first of all, as an American citizen that is having a neighbor's family being murdered across the street, I will call nine one one because that is my duty as an American citizen to help out. But- Thank you for making my point but it's not my duty as an american citizen to help family a come from other countries. seek it's asylum. the exact same thing jordan this is who we are as a people it's who we are
1: it is fundamentally american to care about your neighbors from from the far left aspect of caring about everybody, sometimes a little bit too much to the, the, the love thy neighbor aspect of Christianity. Like it's all with, it's, it's all tied together. It's no matter what end of the spectrum you are on, it is who we are as an American to embrace and help those throughout the world, help those who need our help bring me your tired your poor your huddled masses yearning to be f- breathe free that is who we are as a people jordan okay. and and you're allowed to pose the question and i'm not trying to and i'm i'm not trying to exaggerate the point you may or may not be trying to make i don't want to i don't want to put words in your mouth but my answer to that why you and i'm and i'm saying you in the general sense not in the specific ed and jordan sense why you or we should care is for all the reasons that I just mentioned. It's who we are as a people. And once we turn our back on who we are, that's when we get into the problems of, of, of authoritarian-level governments. And that's where we get into the pro- a lot of the problems we are in today because we've started to forget where we've come
0: from. Well, here's the thing. So I've heard that argument before many times from people on the left that I talk to about you know when I ask that question. Outside of this conversation, you know, it's like, well, why is it my problem? And they're like, blah, 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 your neighbor. Not to the murder aspect that you have said, but they have said the same argument, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm tired of that argument because I'm not getting anything new. I'm not getting anything fresh. I'm not getting a new answer on it. Now, just because you don't like the answer
1: doesn't mean it's the wrong one, Jordan. It's, it's You don't need affirmation. That's See, that's the bubble. You don't need
0: affirmation of your own beliefs. So have you ever heard? The song by Journey, Don't Stop Believing. Of course. Right. Who hasn't heard that song? Sure. Mm -hmm. I despise that song. You know why I despise that song? I actually cringe, and I get sick to my stomach when that song is on, and I change the channel as soon as I can. You know why? Why? No, I'm I'm serious. I'm not being a smartass. because It's because every single school dance that I had in junior high school (laughs) and high school, the last song of the night – was Don't Stop Believing. Just like I cannot watch the movie Remember the Titans with Denzel Washington because I played football in high school and before <laughs> every single freaking game, we had to watch Remember the Titans. And, of course, I was that dickhead that stood up and said, what about even getting Sunday? And they are like, what? I'm like, "I'll oh, shut up. <laughs> oh. I know Any
1: given Sunday is a great football movie. It is a great football movie. Great but, football movie.
0: But my point is the reason why I said – you know, about any given, about uh, remember the Titans and about don't stop believing it's because it's the same thing I'm constantly hearing all the time. And it's not that I don't like the answer, I just want to get something new, something fresh to that question because there has to be more answers to that question than just the same thing from because the people that I've asked in my life that question don't even know who you are. And you almost verbatim. Gave the same answer and it's like, okay, thank you. But give me something else that I'm, cause I'm tired of hearing. Don't stop believing. Sure. So here, let mind? me,
1: okay. Okay. So yes. So let me just give you several other additional reasons. That's the n- number one, one more, one more I can them. give you. Okay. That's well, Ill, well, illegal immigrants in this country are an incredibly large portion of our economy. They like some something of, of 13% of all agriculture, uh, 12% of all construction workers, Mm -hmm. uh, 7% of all everybody within tourism, hospitality and food service. uh, 10% of customer service, uh, admin support, those kinds of things are done by undocumented workers in this country. So they move our economy. You know, you want to talk, you want to talk about an economic impact, you know, like the share of, the share of workers, like the share of, 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 of people who work. Uh, I said the, I said, I, I I apologize. I gave the incorrect information just now. It was the, it was the, the industries like 13%, 12%, 10%, uh, the numbers that I had just given are actually they're the industries, uh, the share of the workforce, uh, of undocumented workers. Okay. So the percentage of people who work in agriculture, Mm -hmm. um, 13% of them are, are undocumented workers. So I gave, uh, I gave gave an, I gave an incorrect, I gave an incorrect uh, piece of information there and I do apologize about that. Okay, Um, So let's talk about, uh, so, but you know, let's, let's continue. I mean, so you have somewhere in the neighborhood of 96% of, of people that are here, illegally undocumented workers uh 96 of them are employed currently um you know you have you have the large economic impact of of their spending power in the united states so that is a th- I, that was that, that that was a point that i was going to later make in a separate portion of the argument okay but if you wanted a separate answer as to as as to why, because the first answer that everybody gives you apparently isn't good enough to sit for your own to sate you, mm-hmm. then then uh, I'm not trying to to change your mind. I'm just adding additional pieces of information. They are in huge economic drivers.
0: Okay. Well, Ryan, uh, actually. Uh, Ed. Before we get into that, because I do want to talk to you about that, we have a message here online here from uh, Ryan Davis. Uh, he's asked, "Why is not my problem a better reason against the American values argument?" For okay, so I'm going to answer. I'm going to answer Ryan Davis's question here, and then we'll get down because I have some things about what you just said about the workforce. Okay, so. Brian Davis again asked, why is not my problem a better reason against the American values argument? So the reason why is because that's a legitimate question that I have. Uh, It's why is it my problem now? Why? So all I get from different people all across walks of life that I have met uh, have always said what Ed has said. And I find it interesting that these people don't know each other. These people don't know Ed, so on, so forth, so forth. they give him the same answer. So either A, I feel, because again, I'm black and white, either A, I'm too stupid, and I don't understand that, that answer, or B, I'm not asking the right question.
1: Well, but That's here, just, just let me give another piece of advice, a personal piece of advice related to this question, but also related to several other things. If you go through life, and every time you ask somebody, hey, what's two plus two? Four. What's two plus two? Four. Four what's two plus two? Four. You ask a hundred people in your life, what's two plus two? And they all tell you four, but you're not satisfied with that answer. Maybe they're not the problem. You just don't like their answer. And therefore you're going to continue to search for an answer you like, whether you like it or not, even though the number, the information that they're giving you is factual. That's a personal issue. That is not, that is, it's, it's, you just don't like the answer. That doesn't make it the wrong one. It just means you
0: don't personally like it. Well, I think what I'm doing, and I actually will agree with you on that one. I actually 100% agree with you on that. And I, and I think the reason why I that asked the question is because I, I think I'm trying to provoke. Maybe I'm not a provocateur, but I would like to provoke people and make them think of okay, but why is that my problem? And I think that's a very good response that you had for me. You called me out. There we go. That's the answer for it. Let's move on for the show because we don't want this to be three hours. So. Sure. So Ed was talking about, thank you, Ryan Davis for your question. Appreciate it. Um, So Ed was talking about uh, the workforce. Okay. So he was giving numbers, 13% and uh, so on, so forth numbers, right? Kind. Cool. But my issue with that is we have undocumented workers. And I know that the problem is not just the undocumented workers, but the problem is is the people that employ those undocumented workers, which I have a problem with as well. Mm -hmm. So my problem is, is that, we have, you said 13% undocumented illegal immigrant workers in the agriculture field, correct?
1: 13% of all undocumented workers work in the agriculture field.
0: Great. Okay. Perfect. Great. So, so yeah, good.
1: that like the, when I said 12% for construction, 10% for admin support and customer service, 7% okay. for tourism. So of the, Let's say 100 people come here, 13 work in agriculture, 12 in construction,
0: nine in admin support. That's the, Great. Th- That's the context. Great. So why aren't they paying taxes? That's my problem. Well they can't. They can if but, they come here. So, so
1: well, and th- so while that is technically true, you need to give the people here a path to citizenship, but you've got to understand their net contributions to to paying taxes is 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 incredibly great. Do you know that they pay illegal immigrants per year in net in in net contribution to taxes meaning they take their spending power, they go buy something from ABC general store, ABC general store then employs Jane Doe, Jane Doe pays taxes, right? So mm-hmm. you take you take that sort of funnel outwards they, they contribute over $20 billion a year to the federal government. Like, yeah, it's, they, and $11 billion a year to all state and local to to state and local.
0: Well, then, then my answer, my cynical answer is then they need to pay more. If you're, if you're here illegally, you got to do your fair share. Um, If I am a single guy Right, because you do this whole neighbor scenario. If I'm a single guy, I'm not married, no children, I'm by myself, boom, I'm in my house, I'm paying my mortgage. And a buddy of mine wants to live with me because he needs help. He's down in his luck. We agree that he needs to pay something, right? And if he doesn't pay, what happens? Am I going to be friends with that guy or am I going to kick him the fuck out of my house? Kick him the fuck out of my house. You're not paying the fair share. You don't live here. Mm. Now, you're saying... That they are contributing uh, twenty some billion? Is that what you? I'm sorry, twenty some billion. So uh, yeah,
1: every every, every, okay. every year it go every so every time every year it goes up, right? Because there are more yeah. people here, but yeah. it's about twenty billion dollars. Twenty billion in federal in, in in federal tax contribution, and then it's 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 called net. It's a net tax contribution because obviously mm-hmm. they don't pay taxes. Yes. Not that they wouldn't want to. Not that they're not here because they don't want to be because they get paid signif- significantly less than people who are uh, U.S. citizens because there are laws protecting them.
0: Yes. OK, so that's where my argument comes into play on with that is that I'm not going to have a buddy live with me for rent free. You're not going to live with me and not pay the cable bill. You're not going to live with me and not pay the water bill. You have to pay your fair share. You have to pay. So it goes into my issue with the employers that are employing these people. I Mm -hmm. feel, I feel that every single employer, there should be some sort of, um, if there is, then I don't know about it. If there is, they don't talk about it. If there's not, they should do it. There should be some sort of a federal organization that goes around businesses and make sure that they do not employ illegal immigrants and if you do employ immigrants then you'll be fined up the ass until your business is shut down
1: so because so there is there is, it. there is there is there well, is they're not
0: doing uh, a good fucking job are they
1: well but the, you got to remember the problem is so great the issue is so vast that you and and you have had significant time over the past 30 plus years 35 30 40 years actually now that I think about it um, since, uh, since since uh, Simpson Mazzoli was passed that have had continuing levels of shrinkage of government smaller government people okay that have taken budgets away from the organizations within the federal government to be able to police these things. So we ask private industry to police themselves in We're this not regard. They're not going no, to. They're not, no, they're not going to. No, they're not going to. Because if you can pay somebody $5 an hour to pick your tomato, you're going to as opposed to paying somebody $10 an hour to pick your tomato. Now, I mean, there's a, now, I can give you the, the conservative economic aspect of, of, of why you need illegal immigrants in order to keep the prices of tomatoes down. And I'll gladly do that. But I, I don't know that that's the point we're trying to – make. Tr- I, I agree with you, okay? I, I do agree with you that companies who hire people illegally should be fined and should be severely punished. Um, but at the same time, you can't just solve that problem without solving the problem of why they're coming here illegally in the first place, right?
0: Okay. And, yeah, absolutely. And
1: you can't solve that pro- that's that problem without – Giving the people that are already here either a amnesty or b pass to citizenship to prevent companies from being able to hire them and pay them less than than minimum wage minimum wage. The
0: I, that, that's the thing, and then that's one of the things I want to talk about later in the show tonight. Is 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 my idea of what we could do to change? Uh, talk about policy, but mm-hmm. at this moment, of this conversation, it's just you know. I, I don't like the farmers. I don't like the factories that hire illegal immigrants. They are breaking the law themselves. Um, I I don't like the fact that they're not paying their taxes. I don't like the fact that there's a carryout in my town. And when I say carryout, Ed, I mean a carryout. You know that place. Uh uh And I don't like the fact that I go there every Friday to buy beer. God, I sound like a redneck. I go, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm getting the character. I go here. down to,
1: I go down to carry out and buy myself a sixer, sixer of pounders, a
0: beast. No, hold. <laughs> I got to, I got to put the dip in here. And here you go. Now. I don't like to, now this is me in character, but this is me telling the true story. I don't like the fact that I go down to the carry out to get myself a case of that PBR mm-hmm. or the high life because I like to live the high life, not high the life champagne, life.
1: The, the champagne of
0: beers. The champagne of beers. It's fancy. (laughs) I don't like standing there in line and there's six guys in front of me that are illegals that have to have paper checks. What the hell is paper checks anyway? Go into the carryout and saying cash my check. Now, anyway, so going back out of character. Now, to me, that's bullshit because because I know exactly what's happened. When I go to the carryout every Friday, it's like fucking clockwork. If I go to the carryout at 5 o'clock every single Friday, every single day, 365 days, right? Just every day. Huh? You got this big, huge white van, like this big passenger van, and all the illegals come out, and they go into the carryout, and I always somehow are always behind them. God damn it and i'm sitting there waiting for them you know it takes like 15 minutes and i'm not complaining about that but what i'm complaining about is that they have these checks that are written out to them by the farmers right mm-hmm. and then the carryout is taking a percentage of it and blah 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 and boom there's your money don't like that i don't like that at all dude so but, but
1: that's not the fault of the person who's here buying any it means is- but they're illegal.
0: It's illegal. They're illegal. But it's not
1: – okay, but here's the thing. If it's not, if it's not Donald Trump's fault for, for – if it's not Donald Trump's fault for following the law by filing for bankruptcy as many times as he has, it is not the fault of the people – it is not the fault of the people that are here illegally for doing what they can. Like they, they, they do the jobs that no other person wants to do. And yes, they get paid significantly less, but they do what they have to do. Those people that make the $5 an hour or $6 an hour, like the, the, under the minimum wage, under the federal minimum wage, or under under the, the going rate for doing XYZ job, right? They're doing what they can. They're sending a large portion of it back to their family. That's why you have 15 of them in that white van, because they all live together, because they're all doing what they can to save as much money as possible, so that they can send money back to their family so that their family can come here legally i i'm not i'm not trying to change your mind i'm giving you the examples i'm giving you the reasoning behind it i'm giving you the facts and again it's not so much of a, it's just you don't like the answer so you're trying to change you're you're like frank underwood if you don't like the way the table's set you turn over the table like that doesn't change like that, that 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 doesn't change That doesn't change the realities of the situation just because you you don't like it.
0: Oh, no, it's not because I'm trying to change the realities, sir. It's just because I don't understand why I have to follow laws. But they're coming over here and breaking them. But but we are going to take... Exactly started here now folks We're going to take a 30 second little break here Just to get our bearings straight for the second part of the show So if you want to grab yourself a beer Or go to the restroom Whatever you got to do We're going to take a 30 second break here Enjoy our music And we'll be back with some more things going on for the show And we are back here. Everybody clap. Yay. We are back here after a little break, and we wanted to get back into this. Okay, so we talk about the beginning of our show uh, from our first episode to this episode about why we switch political parties, right? So my wife's going to kill me because my wife has heard this story a thousand times, and I'm sure she wants to jump off the roof as soon as I begin to tell this story. So I apologize to her if she's listening to this one. And, Ed, I don't know if you've heard the story or not. So I'm going to call it out right here for everybody to hear. I have been a Democrat for majority of my life, for my voting life, from the ages of 18 till uh, three years ago, right? Uh-huh. Um, the moment that I switched, the day that I switched, I will never forget this. And I am serious as a heart attack. And you know me as very well. You know that if I make my mind up and I say I'm going to do it, by God, I'm going to do it. Would you agree?
1: <laughs> by hook or by crook, yes, absolutely.
0: Yes, if I am, if I'm pushed into a corner and there's a serial killer coming at me, I will try to find a little hole to get out of. Right? If
1: if if I have ever met anybody who is a man of their word, whether that word is honorable or or wackadoo or or whatever it may be, by hook or by crook, and it might take thirty years to get there. But I have never met anybody as determined as Jordan to make it happen. Whatever it is, it has always happened. I've never not seen whatever it is happen. And you're not going out there saying, like, I'm going to make a ladder to the moon. You're not being unrealistic either. Like, yes, yes, you are a man of your word in, in many, many, many
0: ways. That is the only time you're ever gonna say anything positive for me, and not even in this show, but in the rest of the mini series (laughs) until the election. So I appreciate that kind, sir. Thank you. So I was watching the uh earlier last year, I was watching um the um the presidential uh democratic political debate uh for all the candidates who want to be president coming up here. Uh And and I'm and I have some questions. But I'm not, I'm not conservative. I voted for Hillary in 16. Let's go. Who's going to be my next Democratic nominee? I liked uh, Buttigieg at the time. I was like, oh, this guy seems to be cool. Right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then I don't know what station it was. Clearly, it wasn't Fox. But uh-huh. um, I don't know what it was. But anyway, so the question was, can all the candidates on stage please raise your hand if you believe in universal health care? And every single candidate, 10, 12 of them at the time, all raised their hand, yes. Right?
1: At one point, there was like 30. But right. yes. Right. It was that debate, debate night one or two? At prob-
0: <laughs> probably at six, maybe at that mm-hmm. point. But anyway, so then the second question, immediately following, and people can YouTube this if mm-hmm. they want. The second question was, If you want universal health care for Americans, raise your hand if you want universal free health care for illegal immigrants. And every single candidate, including Joe Biden, raise their hand yes. Now, since we are in the age of digital TV, I paused the TV. I remember this. I was sitting in my Lazy Boy that I love more than anything that I lost to my wife and daughter because they sit in it now. I lost my groove spot. I had a groove Oh,
1: no. You had, your, you had your butt spot built in and everything. Everything was – it took me years the, to build that group. The spot. number one thing that men love the most is their butt spot in their chair.
0: And she took it from me anyway. Mm-hmm. And so did my daughter. And I remember I was sitting in my Lazy Boy. I paused the TV, and I turned over to my right, and I said to my wife, and I will never forget me saying this, I will never vote Democrat again. Mark my words, I will never vote Democrat again. Now, I'm not naive – That's the moment that I changed. Now, I'm not naive to know that if John Smith, illegal immigrant who's working in the farm field somewhere or working in a factory or doing dishes or whatever the heck they're doing, right, I'm not naive enough to know that, yes, if they get hurt on a job, they will go to the hospital and by law of this country – the, the the hospital is there to save them and help them right and by
1: and by hippocratic oath of those who are in the medical field god bless our are those um, on the front lines right now by the way but but yes continue
0: but they don't have to if they don't want to i know that i looked yes. into it well they but <laughs> they don't have to it's their discretion that's what but they, they lose want. their they lose their license but continue it is, yes, but it's their discretion if they want to speak up this as a legal immigrant. So I want to start off the second part of the show with that after a little break here of okay. that's my problem. I am I'm just going off of me. I don't I, I'm not talking about anybody else because I can't talk about anybody else because that's not fair. I can only talk about what I experienced. I am a typical American slob that loves his beer, that tries to sleep with his wife and goes to work every day at a job that he hates. That's it. Sure. Sure. I pay my I, I I pay my taxes, I pay my bills, what I can on time. I think I'm a very average American guy. Uh-huh. So if you are here illegally in my house, so to speak, you think you deserve the same privileges that I get.
1: So all right, so I, I, I empathize with, with, your, with, with your feelings, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you, you, you posed the, pose the question previously, like why is it your problem to take care of the person who comes here, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Why is it your problem to worry about somebody else who comes here and does what they can to do what y- your ancestors
0: did? Because I will answer that question right now. Thank you so much. Sure. I will answer that uh-huh. question right now. So there's this airline called Ice Air. Have you heard of that? Uh-uh. Ice Air is exactly what it sounds like. It's ice, it is a commercial airline, right? And that airline's job is they take deporting illegal immigrants back to where they come from, right? Okay. It cost each American taxpayer two thousand dollars per head per flight so if there are twenty illegal immigrants on this flight then it's two thousand times twenty you get what I'm saying sure do you understand so far
1: no I I I yeah I'm 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 I understand where you're what you said yes
0: okay perfect so from the heritage foundation which huh. I looked in and, Go ahead. and Heritage Foundation reports, right, that illegal immigrants cost each American taxpayer fifty-four point billion dollars a year. And to add to that fifty-four billion dollars per taxpayer American a year, thirty-two thousand dollars per taxpayer American per year goes to house illegal immigrants in federal prisons so that is the answer to your question Mm -hmm. now i'm sure you're going to completely disagree with me but that's the facts
1: sure so again i empathize with those feelings i i I really really do don't come don't come at me with with heritage foundation bullshit first of all because mo- most of the things that they come up with aren't based in, uh, aren't based in reality. They're totally skewed to people, uh, to, 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 right-wing thought processes. And, 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 but, but anyway, okay. So again, I pose the question, not why is it? So, okay, let me, let, let me, let me, let me take a step back. Okay. Before I, before I answer the way the, the, the thought process there. So that doesn't necessarily say it's the illegal immigrants' fault because they have nothing to do with it. They didn't choose to be sent back. They didn't choose to go on these commercial flights. They didn't choose to be put in federal prisons. That more, to me, speaks of the level of the refer, the, the reforms that are needed, particularly in the, in the, in the in the judicial system when it comes to to, 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 to the way we treat cr- criminals in this country and our penal system. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. So it's, it's it, to me, that is not the, that is not the fault of the illegal immigrant. You don't like it, and I respect that. But at the same time, rather than just throwing them back, let's find out why they're here. Let's find out how they're contributing to society. When you have such large economic impact, which is an incredible economic impact, you, know, you have studies that, that, that talk about how the, the billions and billions of dollars of, 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 of things that come here. It does. It costs the federal government $400 billion a year to deport illegal immigrants. That's money that could go towards universal health care. That's money that could go towards bailing out the middle class. That's money that could go towards increasing border security. That's money that could be better spent on other things, as opposed to sending them back. So it's not your anger. I respect. I do, and I, I, I get. You know, it's, it's, it's. I get where you're coming from with it. <coughs> Excuse me, but at the, at the, on the backside of that, it's not the fault of the person who was here. They didn't choose to have that money spent in that way they would rather have the money spent in finding ways to get them to become
0: citizens i so, promise you they would rather they would rather be citizens would they would they because here's one thing that i'm going to argue with you okay um how can i say this because i want to be respectful but also be jordan at the same time um i think the thing i want to say is Damn it. (laughs) I can't say this without being totally me, but I got to be respectful. So um, here's my thing. I think that out of, let's say, this is is what I believe. This is what I believe. Let's say 100 illegal immigrants cross the border illegally. Let's just say 100 of them, right? Sure, sure. Out of 100, I believe... 60 of them are here for legitimate reasons to escape something horrible that's going on in their lives. Okay? Uh I believe the other, what, 40, are here because they know America is weak. America will give us everything that we want. We want to pay taxes. (laughs) we can get free medical care because we're not going to pay for it because we're not on the books because we don't have social security cards. So, therefore, even when we go in the hospital and they don't report us, we're not going to pay the bills because we don't exist. I feel and I believe that out of that hundred, 60 are legit, 40 are going to take advantage of us. And I'm sorry, but if you're going to take me out to dinner and fuck me later, well, at least put on some lipstick on me because I want to look pretty. Okay. That's what I believe.
1: So let me just, let me just fight your thought, your beliefs with facts. Okay. Okay. So about half of the people who are currently here illegally, give or take, and it varies, but about half of the people that are here uh, illegally didn't cross a border, didn't, didn't come here and, and, and file for amnesty and then got away. They didn't do things. They, they came here on a work visa or a student visa and loved it so much. They chose not to leave. Okay. They overstayed their visa for choice or maybe they didn't know because you do know that in order to get another visa, like you have to go back to your home country and let's just say it's the, they're from the Republic of Congo, which is incredibly dangerous, or they're from another war-torn country, or they're from, let's, or they're from a place that the policies have changed between year one and year, year X and year Y when you have to go back for the visa, and you know you may not be able to get another one, right? They simply overstayed their visas, so they weren't here to take advantage of the process. They came here through the through a legal temporary stay and loved it so much or found themselves a husband or wife or had a child or got into a field that you know for whatever reason they've chosen or were unable to leave their country. So right there 50% that's it's fighting your belief with fact are here because they overstayed a visa. They had no dubious things that they wanted to do. They were here through the entire legal process and they
0: overstayed their legal welcome. Okay. Do you um, have you ever heard of Vox VOX? Mm-hmm. V-O-X? Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you like Vox? I I I I know of them. I can't speak to
1: knowing I I I, I know the people behind them are, are, are good people. I know the people behind them are smart people, but I can't say whether – I haven't watched or read enough of their content to say whether I like or dislike them.
0: Okay. So uh, the other day I was watching a video on YouTube of, uh, presented by Vox. Uh, mm-hmm. Not Fox. Vox. V-O-X. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know I'm making it clear for the audience here. And um, they did this uh, three-minute piece about this illegal immigrant man. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, from the southern border, uh, who came over here illegally, worked the fields, did his thing, found a woman, an American woman, married her, and uh, had children with her and all this stuff. And uh, their children are the ages of six and three. And for 17 years, uh, he's been going to get... um, he's he's been he's been going to get a visa or whatever right that for 17 uh-huh. years uh, this video came out 3 years ago so 3 years ago this gentleman went to go get it and they deported him uh huh and his family is torn and his family is upset and his family just is mad at the current president because this is all his fault right uh-huh. and And the woman said in the video, and I quote, the president is racist. America has never done this before. And she wants her husband back. And then, of course, you know, they go to the image of the kids. They're crying to the camera. I want my daddy back. I want my daddy back. Now, I know what you were going to say. And you know what I am going to say. I don't feel bad for that guy. Why? Why? Because why for 17 years in this country do you go and get a visa? You've been here for 17 years. Uh Why can't you just go and be a citizen? Why? Why not? Because he's not paying taxes. Found out later in the video. That's not true. If he's here on a visa, he's paying taxes. That's absolutely factually inaccurate. She's not working. They're getting government assistance. She doesn't work so what they're taking advantage they're taking advantage they're not
1: taking advantage do you know how many do you you know that only that less than one percent of the people on 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 government assisted programs do so on a a for 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 life one percent that aren't i'm when i when i say i mean i'm not i'm talking people that are eligible to be off of it okay i'm not talking people that got their legs blown off or they're not on a VA pension. I'm not talking to anything like that. I'm talking to people that are on social security because they can't work and or, but are on it because they can and choose not to. There's 1%, there's less than 1% fraud. You realize that?
0: Well, then I guess I know all of the 1% and because I have met many people in my life that have taken advantage of the situation. No, I see. But here's the thing.
1: So like, for example, I have, significant, I have several friends who have two young children, and it is less expensive for the family as a whole for the wife to go on Social Security or unemployment and raise the kids for 18 years right? than it is for her to go back to work and pay child care. Like you they have a net gain. So that is not fraudulent. That's not gaining the system. That's using the social safety net because your employer refuses to pay you enough to make a livable wage. That is not that is that is not the fault of poor people. That's not the fault of illegal immigrants. That is the fault of the people who own the businesses who are not paying their people a, a livable wage.
0: Do you think Donald Trump is racist? I do. Absolutely. I do. I absolutely do. Now, do you think he's racist or do you think he's an elitist? So
1: here's the thing. The two aren't mutually exclusive. He is absolutely a racist okay. by, 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 by anything but verbatim admitted, admitting this. But he is elitist in the truest sense of the word in that he feels that
0: he and he
1: alone is better than everybody else.
0: Okay, perfect. So, if he's an so let's just go off of him being an elitist. Do I feel that Donald Trump is racist? I do not feel Donald Trump is racist. Do I feel that Donald Trump is an elitist? Yes. Is that any better? Well, I mean racism sucks. So, you know, I would say Elitist is better. What I think is, I think Donald Trump doesn't care about race. I think Donald Trump cares about what are you doing for me right now and how much money you have and how important are you. I don't think Donald Trump cares about the little guy. I don't think Donald Trump cares about Joe Joe Schmo. I don't think he cares. He won't do anything to help you. But if you're Kanye West, who is a multi billionaire rap star, you're going to have him go into your Oval Office and go on a ranting spree for 15 minutes because you respect him because you're an elitist. And
1: yes, I, I 100% agree with that. I mean, I think that on the racism part, I think his, he is a racist because things that he's said verbatim to to people, you know, when 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 you don't turn de- when you when you turn when you increase allow- allowable uh, visas and immigration quotas from Caucasian countries. But say, why do we want people from shithole countries coming here? And specifically is in referencing African countries or Latino countries, Latin American countries, like he's, he's, he's saying white countries are fine. Brown and black countries are terrible shitholes.
0: Okay. So then I have these things for you. I have uh, a, a few things here. I have three things I wanted to express to you about our American history And then I have uh, some other stuff I want to talk to you about here because I want to go on for two hours. But the first thing is, is this racist, right? Compared to Donald Trump now, I want your honest opinion, okay? Mm -hmm. In 1882, the United States of America passed a bill called the Chinese Exclusion Act. No, terrible.
1: terrible. Go ahead, go ahead.
0: To not allow any Chinese immigrants to enter the United States for 10 years. After that 10 years was up, it was later voted on, and then it was extended for another 61 years for a total of 71 years. Is that racist?
1: Oh, God, yeah. So the things that we've done over the course of time to, to Chinese Americans and putting – and putting uh, like when they were forced in indentured servitudes into the into Sam in like in, in the in the mines in San Francisco when they were the ones they were literally the canaries who would go in and if they died then they knew, then the, the then the the, the 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 white prospectors knew they couldn't go in or they were the ones that were to go in there to light dynamite um, and and if they got out they got out if not they were treated like they were they were treated like uh, they were treated terribly they were indentured servants they were slaves. Or so, the way we treated the Japanese in internment camps on, in, in the there.
0: 1940s. Hold on. I'm not even going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But, but now I know 1882 compared to 2020 are completely different time periods. But the United States government did an immigration ban on Chinese people for a total of 71 years. Mm-hmm. And Donald Trump is being blasted. Why?
1: This isn't a. This, see. I, we'll, we're not going to play. What aboutism? I'm OK, one okay. That, that being a travesty does not make Donald Trump less of a racist. They're, okay. they're not mutually exclusive. The same okay. thing that F, FDR signed the the, the, the the law that allowed us to intern Japanese Americans in internment camps, which were literally Japanese American concentration camps. That was
0: equally as bad. Okay. It, doesn't, right. it doesn't
1: excuse anything Donald Trump's done. Uh, answer I've,
0: me this uh, one. Answer me this one. Because like, I don't want to go on forever. So, sure, yeah, I'm sure. Just, just sure. I'm, I don't mean to be rude, but you know. That's good. I'm sorry. Um, uh-huh. Answer me this one. This one's interesting. During the Great Depression, Canadians were banned from entering the United States until after the Great Depression. Uh-huh. Why is yeah. that? Why is that, you think?
1: Well there were several reasons.
0: Asking your question.
1: So there are so there are several reasons, theories behind it, but the the number one theory is that we wanted to try to put the same thing that's going on right now, does it make it better, does it make it worse, does it make history any better or history any worse? Mm
0: -hmm. Is
1: we use Canadians as scapegoats because at that point in time it was Mexican was a completely different concept. But it was uh, we used Canadians as scapegoats that they were coming here illegally. They were coming here illegally trying to take our jobs and we need to give Americans jobs. It's the same concept that we have now. Things have not changed in our country. That doesn't make it better. That doesn't make it worse.
0: Okay. My last one is during World War II, the United States put a ban to allow 20,000 Jewish families from entering the United States during World War II, including twenty thousand German families and twenty thousand Italian families.
1: So, to the best of my recollection, and I could be wrong because I'm going from rote memory here, and I don't remember everything the way it goes. But that was before our entry, our entry into World War II.
0: Okay,
1: that was before December seventh, nineteen forty-one. I don't remember the exact time frame of it, but I know that we had done that. As the first step to stave off – I don't want to say stave off. There was the first step in being a non-interventionist – we were non-interventionist in, the, in this country. And there was a huge upswell during the 1940 – I forget which election it was. The, the one right before the, – the, the presidential election that happened previous to – Nineteen forty-one. So I, I, the math, I'm not going to get right, but I, I think it was nineteen forty. It could have been nineteen thirty-nine. We, as a country, had come out of World War One. We didn't want to go back into another World War that we had no business at that time, thought process-wise, being in. And they wanted to create a law that basically didn't give the uh, the Axis powers a reason to attack us.
0: Okay, so. I guess my last question, and this is not anything that I wrote down. This is my question is people are so outrageous when it comes to Donald Trump. I have never heard anybody say ever in my life, oh, you're an Obama supporter. You're a Clinton supporter. You're a Bush supporter. (laughs) Never heard that. Now we get this new ism, this new the zeitgeist thing into our culture where it says you are a Trump supporter. Uh So I'm not condoning what uh, America has done in the past. And I'm not condoning what some of the things that Donald Trump has done currently in our time. But why is the outrage so exploded exponentially now when this stuff has gone on in our history before. So
1: you got to realize this isn't a new concept. Okay. You, you, you may not remember being like, uh, you may not remember s- certain things that had happened up through the time when we were in high school. I mean, I've been politically engaged on a deep level. I'm talking like I volunteered for Kerry when I was a ju- when I was a sophomore in high school. Okay, because <laughs> I was originally a De- I was originally a Democrat, and you know th- we gave a timeline in the first episode. But I volunteered, so when I would hear like, "Oh, you're a- like, you're a Bush supporter," it was I, I that was it. That was a phrase that had been around when I was volunteering for Obama for America um, in in two thousand eight. Uh, I was, "Oh, you're a McCain supporter." I mean, I, I guess. Be- Pre-Sarah Palin, it wasn't a bad thing to say you're a McCain supporter, okay? It was just you're, – you're like it was, it was just an identifier in the sense that like saying you're a Lions fan or you're a Packers fan or you're a Tigers fan, like Detroit Tigers fan, or you're a Chicago Blackhawks fan. It's like it's an identifier. However, it's not – today we're not more divided than we had ever been. There have been dozens of presidential elections that were equally as contentious as this one. And you, they would identify people as, you know, like, I forget when it became like, you're a jackass. If you are support the Democrats. And then we, the democratic party took that, the donkey symbol. I forget like it, it, when that was, but it was during a presidential election, they called somebody a jackass and they said, you must be, Oh, you're a jackass because you support this person. Right. So it, it, this isn't new, but in The concept of today, the definition, when I refer to somebody as a Trump supporter, it is a derogatory term. It absolutely is. You're allowed to have whatever opinion of any person you want. You're allowed to have any political views. You're allowed to believe whatever it is you want to believe. There's nothing wrong with that. But it is used today in the concept of if after everything that has happened— if you still support this person, then you can be identified in a certain number of ways. And they're all negative. And it is, it is today, it is a bigoted term, admittedly, against people who have that
0: concept. So you don't like the idea of a wall. This is my last part of the, of the night. You don't like the idea of the wall at all. No,
1: no, and I, I
0: – go ahead. No, I'm, I'm asking. You don't, you don't like the idea? No,
1: no, I don't support it. I think it's for several reasons. Number one, because, like, oh, well over half – well over half the people that come here, are, that are here, they, they got on a plane. They don't walk here. They got on a plane. It is a pure marketing ploy that has cost us Billions of dollars and it stands against everything that I believe in, in terms of immigration policy.
0: Okay. So what, what do you feel about? Um, and if you remember, what do you feel about Obama's immigration policy, especially to South of the border? Do you agree so, with policies? At so all?
1: I agree with the dreamers. Uh, I 100% agree with the dreamers. Those are actually the people that you want here. You, you know, like, those are the people that the Republicans at the time, like the ideal immigrant is somebody who is a dreamer. Uh, so I supported that. But at the same time, I do feel that he was, I was not a supporter in its entirety of, of, uh, of Obama's uh, immigration policies, though.
0: Was there anything in particular at all that you are kind of like? Eh, I don't kind of dig it. If that you remember, I, that
1: I, the only so the thing that I liked again, I'll repeat myself. The thing that I liked was 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 DACA the the dreamers. Um, that's that the, was that, that's, that's the like, okay. yeah, I like that a lot, and I I, I can't say specifics. It, it admittedly at this particular moment uh, it is okay. it's 10 almost 10:30 it. it's, it's almost it's almost 10:30 at night on a on a on a work night and I'm my brain's getting to be a little bit fried at this point and I do apologize for not being 100% on my game in that regards but to answer your question as as honestly as I can at this particular moment the the thing that I liked the most was the,
0: the, dream. the, dream. the dreamers, okay. Yeah. That's okay, because you and I, uh, a little behind the scenes here for the fans, uh, Ed and I do not discuss what we're going to talk about on the show. We discuss what the topic is going to be, we decide on the topic, and then after we decide on the topic, it's it's fair game. So Ed has no idea what I'm going to say, and vice versa. I just had a question, so just move on from uh-huh. there. Um, so, so my uh, question to this is, tell me if you support this or not. In 2006, President Bush signed a secure fence act, which was putting a fence 700 miles across the Southern border and Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama voted yes for that. Do you Mm -hmm. still stand by their decision on voting for that?
1: So if you remember, or if you dig a little bit deeper, a fence at that time was uh, the, the word fence was used because It wasn't just about building a wall wall. It was about having modern and strategic for lack of a better term fences slash walls, meaning motion detectors, meaning cameras, meaning increased levels of border security. It was not just specifically a a fence or wall. It was, it was a, it was a, Proverbial wall, proverbial fence. It encased many different
0: things. Okay, but do you support that?
1: What I support again is modern te- using modern technologies at our at our borders, meaning motion detectors, meaning increased uh, border security meaning increased uh, pathways to citizenship, uh, things that Reagan supported in the 80s. That's where I stand today because it it, it hasn't happened in its entirety, unfortunately. (coughs) Excuse me. So modern, modern technologies – not medieval technologies that are simply marketing ploys that cost significant amount, amounts of money that don't accomplish anything. I'm talking less money than a wall using modern technologies and monitoring folks that are here, ensuring that, hey, you've got a visa. It's coming up in six months. You got a visa it's coming up in three months. When are you going to go back? Where's your, like when somebody's on parole or probation, like they have a probation officer or they have a parole officer. That in that that also includes things like that.
0: Okay. All right. Well, for the record, before I continue on, I don't like the wall. I've never been supportive of the wall. I think the wall is, and I'll say this on record. I think the wall is Trump's uh, penis. Um, I think it's very so. It's so it's smaller than what he says it is. <laughs> yeah, I I, I, I think. I think there's other ways to deal with immigration than building the next Great Wall of China. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's 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 other ways. You know, Trump loves monuments, and I think that this is what he wanted as uh, a monument to be saying, "Look what I did!" You know, boom, I have a monument. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I don't support the wall. That was not my argument to it. I just wanted to see your opinion because here's the thing: I know not every single party. Member that votes on a Issue you're going to 100% support. I mean like just because I'm a conservative Doesn't believe doesn't mean that I'm going To vote yes on every single thing You know that Republican uh, believes In you know what I mean sure sure I wasn't Expecting you to give me an answer of saying Well if Obama and Hillary did it then I will Vote on it you know mm-hmm. no I wasn't expecting that I was just curious what you thought Because yeah. people are complaining About offense which <laughs> is stupid It is stupid Yes it very very stupid Mm-hmm. But there is out there that Hillary and Obama who have said numerous times that this fence and everything that he is this wall that Trump is doing is stupid and ridiculous and X Y and Z they themselves did vote for this in 2006 and I found that very interesting
1: So again it don't stick on the the don't stick on the uh, the concept of using the word, fence. It was a partial construction of a wall fence, yes, but it also was it also it was also the thing that they could get past, okay but it also encompassed more money and more study and more thing in things that were folk that were able to focus on modern border security, not just a wall, not just a fence. it was modern border it was modern border security. And where you couldn't put uh, motion detectors where you couldn't put sensors, where you couldn't put border security agents, then you put a wall. Okay. All right, well that's what it, that's what it was.
0: And again, I'm not miscontruding uh, a wall and a fence. I'm just saying, I just find it interesting that not you, Ed, but I find it interesting that a lot of people that I know in the news media that says this is ridiculous. He's trying to build this, he's trying to build this, but then people in their own party did vote for something like this, not to this extreme, but something like this back in two thousand six. I've just mm-hmm. it, that's the thing that I think that a lot of people do not understand is that is that our political uh, I don't know governors, politicians. They vote on shit all the time that we don't even pay attention to, so that's that. Uh, to end the show here, because uh, I had a great time with this one, and we didn't kill each other this time. I was, actually, yeah. I actually was going into this e- expecting you to say, you know what, fuck you, but okay, that didn't happen tonight, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's nice. It's civil. I'll,
1: I'll I will leave. I'll my, make my final statement. This, this, okay. And I've said and I've alluded to it in the past and I've alluded to it throughout this episode and and you can make your final statement and you can say whatever you want after this. So if we would honestly go back to what Ronald Reagan ran on in 1980, and then what he and this is the only thing that I'm gonna agree with Ronald Reagan on. This is literally the only thing that I agree with uh, Ronald Reagan on is 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 this particular issue. Is this particular issue? But sorry, my phone's ringing in the background. It's on the other side of the on the other side of the, the, the room here um, is, is, you know, he understood that people come here to build better lives. They're often escaping very harsh conditions. Um, you know, they, they, should have, they should have an ability to, uh, to, to earn citizenship, pathways to citizenship. Reagan in 1986 even offered amnesty to those that were here making them legal, making them legal, uh, making them legal citizens. Um, the, the 86 uh, Simpson Missoula Missouli act that I, that I referenced earlier, it, 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 increased border security by 50%. And it issued those steep fines that you, that you talked about earlier in the, in the episode for, for employers. So, you know, and he even said, you, you referenced a wall. He said in his farewell address, you know, for if, if we when he was he was talking to me, he, he said, I'm talking this shining city on a hill that I had talked about throughout my entire political life that, that is America. He, he, he basically said, if we must have walls, then those walls should have doors that should be open to anyone. So I totally
0: agree with that. Yeah, totally yeah agree. it's
1: it's a compassionate concept that answers the question, what do we do about illegal immigration? What do we do about the people that are already here? And when you combine dreamers and you combine Compassionate conservatism from Bush's era and compassionate conservatism, not racist rhetoric from the Reagan era, you can have a sensible solution. There are sensible solutions. There are things that can be done that aren't – that don't hurt American workers that and, and don't hurt our foreign relations. And also those things include uh, – fair trade policies that require companies that do business within the United States from Mexico and Canada and country ABC to pay their workers a livable wage so that a you don't encourage the companies to leave and b you're only doing business with countries that pay their or companies that pay their employees a fair enough wage so that they don't have to come here to do that
0: job Okay.
1: So that's my final statement. There are things that we can do. I've laid out a little bit of a concept of what I believe in, ways that we're able to do this, and 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 I hope that you know you and I we've had a great debate during the show, and uh, and you know we we haven't mf'd each other like we had previously, and like we'll come in later episodes. But you know this is one of those things that I think you and I can come to an agreement on that there are ways to do it. They're not liberal. They're not conservative. They're just they're just fact based. And they don't hurt foreign relations. They don't kill people that are
0: here. They don't hurt the American citizens. And uh, my closing argument on this one is what I've said throughout the whole episode. Give me reasons. Give me legitimate reasons. Uh, Do I feel bad for these people? I personally don't feel bad for these people. I believe there should be every single immigrant that comes here should be coming over here legally. Does that mean that we need to completely change our complete system? abso freaking I do not agree with our system the way it is now. I think it's ridiculous, and there's other ways and better ways we could do it. Um, but I'm not going to get into that because that's another two-hour conversation about how we could do it. Because I know, Ed, as soon as I say it, will go, what what the fuck? And, and then it, <laughs> it, it will just go into a world that I just want to go into tonight. Hashtag, to hashtag trigger a liberal. <laughs> hashtag Ed says, what the fuck? <laughs> so uh but anyway uh but uh, that's my two cents um like i said at the beginning of the show i want to make it very clear and i actually truly do feel this way i don't care about your sex your color creed i i don't care i don't care if you if your god is the toilet all right mine too let's be friends i i, I mean i don't care just come over here and do exactly what I have to do to be considered an American citizen, and I am fine with that. Uh-huh. But come over, over here illegally, having uh, companies pay people illegally and making me having to pay for it. Regardless if you agree, Ed, or disagree with those numbers that I gave you about uh, about ICE and all those things in the episode, at the end of the day, no matter if those numbers are bullshitted or not, we are, as taxpaying citizens, still paying something. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of sick and tired of paying for something. So, but. That's going to be our show for tonight on immigration. We have no idea what our episode is going to be for May. We'll let you guys know uh, when it gets close to that. But look for us coming back in May. Remember, we're doing one episode a month leading up to the presidential uh, election for 2020, which is going to be Trump versus Biden. And then, I'm sorry, wait. It's going to be Hillary versus Biden because when Biden wins the election— uh, I've already predicted that. Mark my words here on air. God, I hope um, you're right. Uh, Biden's going to win the election, and this is how Biden wins the election. This is what I would say if I was Biden running against Trump. This is exactly what I would say. You can call me an asshole all you want. If I was Biden, I would say if I was president of the United States, a lot less people would have died to the coronavirus, and I definitely would have handled this a lot better than Donald Trump. Boom. Presidential sealed. Uh-huh. Then, then what will happen uh, before then is he will announce his running mate and his running mate will be Hillary Rodham Clinton. Oh, and, no, that's not going to happen. Sure. That's why she he just did. endorsed him the other day. Um, and then, and then after uh, Biden defeats Trump by saying the statement that I said uh, in so many words uh, in 2022, Biden will do uh state of the union and say at the end, I am going to withdraw, the presidency because i have dementia and i can't do this anymore so therefore hillary clinton is now the president of the united states she gets what she wants and everybody's happy and then socialism 100 percent, will take over this country and we'll be told what to do and how we do it there we go
1: i uh, you're way wrong you don't know what socialism is <laughs> and you you uh that is not going to happen. Hillary is done. Her career is over. Um I I think she would have done a better job at, uh, with everyth- with everything that's going on uh than Trump has done. I think I think my dog Jake could have done a better job than Trump has done. I think literally anybody in the history of the universe including the aliens in Area 51 could have done a better job than, than Donald Trump, but, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I hope that your prediction of Biden winning is correct, and I I think he's going to pick a, uh, a a a good liberal, a liberal that can go out and make his arguments for him because I do have questions about his I do have questions about. Uh, his campaigning stat, his, his campaigning, uh, and his ability to give speeches, but at the same time, he is incredibly progressive. He is—he does have the most progressive uh, platform since FDR. And I support uh, Vice President Biden. I am officially endorsing him um, on some of my social media pages uh, at a later date. But I'm making the first live and official announcement. Um, now, hey. I've actually I've actually been talking to some folks within the party to to do what I can to try and help him. Um, and and no, I'm not just a nobody saying I'm volunteering and not putting it on my private uh, private social media. Admittedly, I am uh, sort of tied into the Western Pennsylvania Democratic Party, um, and I'm going to do what I can to uh, to, to try to make sure that. We do make America great, again, by getting rid of Donald Trump.
0: All right, fair enough. Uh, can you do me a favor, and then we'll close out the show? Sure. I want you to do something for me that you've never done in 11 years of knowing each other. Okay. okay. Can you do that for me live here on it? I'm not going to blanketly
1: say yes to that, but I will, I will give it some serious consideration.
0: Okay. If my prediction... A hundred percent, a hundred percent comes true. A hundred percent, meaning that he's going to say Hillary is his running mate. And then he's going to say, hey, I have dementia or something. Pretty much he's just going to step down and Hill dog is going to take over. Okay. Mm -hmm. If that happens, I want us to do another show of Rust Belt of you just saying, Jordan, you're right. Okay. Okay.
1: I am so confident and I am so confident that that, that neither of those things will happen. Um, I do I don't think Biden has dementia. I just think he has a stuttering problem that in his old age he's sort of going back to having had some of those problems. but um, I will gladly do that if he does all three if all three of those things occur, all of those things occur. I will gladly do a live episode. Regardless of my position in life, of Rust Belt, of the Rust Belt Boys political podcast, saying just an hour of Jordan was right, Jordan was right, Jordan was right. I'm so confident that what you're saying is so far out of left field that that will never happen. But will you, Jordan, at any point between now and the end of the season, because Biden will between now and the end of our show, which our last show is going to be in October, we're going to announce that now. Our last show is going to be in October. If between now and October, if when Biden picks his running mate, if it's not Hillary Clinton, so all the things that you're saying can't come true, will you then admit that I was right at the top of the show? Yes. hundred percent. Okay. hundred okay. percent. Because you virtual, I, virtual so, so, social distancing handshake.
0: Yes, because you and I both cannot admit that each other are wrong. And we will fight you to the tooth and nail for it. So this will be. This is better than money. This is better than a beer bet. This is better than any. This is this. You just two bullheaded people finally is saying the other person's right. That's it. This
1: is better than using toilet paper as currency. This is like. This yeah. is legit. This is this is for those who don't know either Jordan or myself. This is literally the equivalent equivalent of our entire net worths. Our Say saying that Jordan was right or Ed saying Jordan was right and Jordan saying Ed was right. Exactly.
0: All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this uh, to this newest episode here of the Rust Belt Voice Political Podcast on immigration. And we'll be back next month in just four weeks for our next episode. And stay tuned because we will be announcing what that episode is going to be. Thank you again, everybody. Have a good night.